0: I know I've done a few podcasts where I've said, the podcast is back and we're going full force and yada, yada, yada. But uh, this one's for real this time, guys. I swear, okay? I'm gonna start having guests on again. Got the new studio. Um, and I'm really excited about this this first interview that I'm gonna be putting out. It's with uh, Keaton, a.k.a. Wash Park Music. And we talked a lot about life and being a musician and uh, You know just what it means to be an honest person so um, Without further ado here is Wash Park music Cue the music! you as Wash Park Music or as Keaton? You can address me as Keaton. Okay. That's totally fine. So this is Keaton of Wash Park Music. Yes. What made you come up with that name?
1: Um, well. You don't live in Wash Park. You live in Castle Pines. I don't. Um, there's, <laughs> I don't know. There's kind of I'm a gonna few. i shut the door real quick. Okay, no worries. Um, I came up with the name Wash Park when I was driving through Wash Park one day. And uh, my fiance and I, we were driving up to the mountains, and um, I wanted to start like a, a music project, and I didn't really want it to be under my own name, yeah, um, because I I don't really write like singer songwriter music, yeah, I write a lot more like band focused central music, yeah, and uh, Wash Park was just where I was driving, and it sent seemed like a band name that would fit Hell and yeah. um i don't know now that i've like been wash park for a little bit i feel like um there's like other meanings that people have come up with besides yeah. <laughs> like um i used to play for a church um oh yeah i forgot about that yeah so i used to yeah. play a uh, guitar for red rocks church and um so everyone there is like so is it like Wash Park as in, like, renewal of your sins type of thing? I didn't even think about that. I just thought about (laughs) Wash Park, Wash Park. (laughs) Right, and I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, whatever people want it to be, it can be. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So that's how you came up with the name. I came up with the name by driving through Wash Park and trying to think of a band name that... (laughs) Like, band names are fucking hard, dude. It's not easy. I, and when when How do was... you think I've run with the backseater for ten years? Right. And I know so many bands that like have to drop like letters in their name. Oh yeah. To, like, Everyone's
0: like dropping vowels and shit. Like,
1: <laughs> like like minimalist. Minimalist. Yeah. Uh the broken. In- oh yeah, the broken.
0: I forgot about yeah. that. Mike Bogenkamp's mm-hmm. band. Yeah. And you then know, John Bella and I started talking about how uh he's gonna be on the podcast too. So that's going to be tight. I mean,
1: even Blueprint, we dropped the E in Blueprint. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's so many bands that, like, drop letters just to make it whatever. And I remember, like, when I was playing shows with Blueprint. Makes it easier to Google. Right. I mean, they're like, (laughs) what's your band name? And I'm like, Blueprint with no E. And they're like they have to think they're like what is there there's an e in blueprint (laughs) yeah oh imagine
0: me explaining the backseaters to people like everyone wants to make it like two words and like a lot of people think it's backseaters right yeah
1: so i i so wash park was like i like it part of the i love that name part of thank you (laughs) part of the like thinking behind it um I'm a person that likes to, or doesn't like to, it just happens to like overanalyze and overthink things. So even just thinking about like (laughs) telling people my band name, like I just want it to be something that kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Is something that is somewhat meaningful. My fiance grew up in the Wash Park area, or not grew up. She grew up in California, but she moved to Colorado. Dude, that's fucking rad. <laughs> and lived in the Wash Park area for most of her time here in Colorado. So, yeah. um, as well as another tidbit about Wash Park is this project started um, when I wrote a love song to my fiance. Yeah. And that's the first song that I released. It's called My Best. Oh, okay. And um, so part of my thinking Is it like Spotify thinking, and everything? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was the first single I released and I didn't do any sort of like promotion with it. I I literally just put it out like, "Hey, Happy Valentine's Day. I'm going to release this song nice. that I wrote for you." Hell uh, yeah. And that's kind of how the project began. Nice. So the name Wash Park is really fitting because it's where she, you know, yeah. spent her time in Colorado you know I don't I don't want to say
0: it I don't know how else do I say cute without saying cute like it's <laughs> it's very much like oh, oh, oh man that yeah it's the heartstrings. strings um yeah but for those who didn't hear the blueprint podcast and stuff like yeah. you want to tell everybody how you got into music and sure um how you get in got into uh being a Shredder. <laughs> shredder. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't say that. He's not... Uh, okay, for the listeners, he's not like a shredder shredder. He is, it's very tasteful. Like you... Well, he's going to tell you he's a John Mayer fan. I so appreciate that. So it's very
1: tasteful. <laughs> it's not like... You know? S- sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I go there. That's, it's very rock and roll. Uh, but yeah. Hey, I, you got to do what you got to <laughs> do. You know? Um, I guess I started in music um, when I was like six years old. Okay, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. All right. Hopefully, you guys can hear me now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's better. Um, you I gotta started a in... <laughs> beautiful voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> working on it. Working on that voice. Uh, I started in music when I was like six years old. I uh, my dad was really into like '80s rock. Like hair metal rock, like Poison. Here I am,
0: rocky like a hurricane.
1: Some of that for sure. Yeah, like Talk Dirty to Me, Poison, Van Halen. Big fan. Um, But the actual band that got me wanting to play guitar was (laughs) Guns N' Roses. And I, I feel like that's everybody's like, I want to learn "Sweet Child of Mine," and that was actually the first song I walked into my first guitar lesson. I'm like, I want to learn "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah. And it's not the easiest thing to learn, but it's also not the hardest thing to learn. Yeah. But my my let teach him out real quick. Okay. Sorry, there's uh, we got a visitor, Mr. Gucci. We got a visitor in the, the, the podcast,
0: studio. but I I think he's over it. So he
1: yeah, was into it, and then. He's not so much anymore. Yeah,
0: that's okay. Um, but yeah, keep yeah.
1: Um yeah, so I walked into my first guitar lesson and I told my guitar teacher his name was Rob Solomon. He his name is Rob Solomon, he's not dead. Um was <laughs> <Not much. laughs> <laughs> He didn't change it, he's not dead, he's still alive. His name's Rob Solomon, oh, he's amazing. God. Um and he's like, Okay, give me a few months to teach you how to play that like we're gonna do some green day first we're gonna like teach you how to play power chords but i want to get you there and i think i earned his respect when i walked in and said i want to play a really hard guitar song yeah because at the time that was like when taylor swift was coming up when justin bieber's like baby oh yeah came out and like i feel like you come in you're like
0: I like, mean, <laughs> even like the whole Green Day thing, like you didn't go in, like my objective was to play Travis Barker. Yes. I want to play Travis Barker and Aaron Gillespie from Underoath. That's amazing. Like those were the two drummers that I was like, I want to play these songs. Right. I want to learn how to play like them.
1: So yeah, you went in you went in hard for your first lesson. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and, oh, um, and and I think a lot of his students wanted to learn more of the like contemporary pop singer songwriter stuff so walking in saying like guns and roses was like i caught his attention (laughs) oh yeah um but after that i i I took lessons for many years and um blueprint was actually my first band i ever joined really yeah so I, i wrote. i remember
0: you're you're a little bit younger than me yeah i'm 23 yeah i'm 28 okay have you have you noticed the grays that have gotten really hard lately? It looks good, man. I like hey, the salt and pepper.
1: I'm I'm going for that Clooney look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I and mean, you you make it look young. Yeah, as in like you don't. It doesn't make you look old. You make the look young. Dude, that is the best fucking compliment <laughs> I've ever heard. I love that. Um, hell yeah. Have you ever listened to the band Colony House? It sounds really familiar. Okay. So they're, are they are from here or no? They're from Nashville. Okay. Um, uh, their guitar player's name is Scotty. Okay. And he went full gray at like the age of 20. Really? Like full gray. <laughs> and it looks good on him. Yeah. It looks really good. And like Thank people you. see him and they're like, mm, it's gray. I don't know how old you are. Like, are you like 30? And he's like, no, I'm like 20. That is the <laughs> best way I've heard that put. Oh, that makes me feel so I, much better about it. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> it looks yeah. really good on you, though. Have you
0: uh so speaking of Nashville music, have you ever heard of a band called Nightly? I've heard of them. I haven't yeah. listened to them. Oh, they're they're, you know, They're super poppy and they're kind of... Well, they started out as being like semi-1975-ish. But then, I mean, them and the band Camino. Yeah. Also from Nashville. Like, they've... uh, It's crazy how the 1975 like changed the game on pop music.
1: Yeah. Like, it's
0: insane. But...
1: I feel like there are... Like, when the 1975 came out, like... It's so funny because if, if you listen to their interviews, they're like, yeah, our influence is like the talking heads and yeah. like real Folk. great 80s music. Yes. And then like now when you like look at bands that are up and coming, they're like, what are your influence? And it's like the 1975. Oh, yeah. So it's something that I haven't seen necessarily very much but it's cool seeing this like generational yeah like music is general generation yeah. <laughs> i can't speak today generationally building on itself yeah. you know in the sense that like the talking heads were inspired by the beatles and it was like yeah. the beatles the talking heads to the 1975 now to all these new bands yeah. and it's it's just cool to see how you know one band can dramatically influence not only uh uh, the next generation of bands but the entire music scene in general
0: well and you and i are probably different from most people because like when we hear artists i don't just stop at that artist like i want to hear their influences and Mm -hmm. i want to understand it like um i'm i mean the Gaslight Anthem. I started with that and then that led to Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen and that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, learning that old rock and roll and shit. But, um, yeah, you want to hear... A f- so, I watched the Talking Heads <laughs> yeah. like documentary thing or listened to a podcast, I think. I don't know. But, you know, uh, that song, um, the song they have that says, like, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Yeah. yeah. Is that... uh? A- Oh my goodness. As yes, the days gone by. Oh, there's there's the water gone day. <laughs> day. Exactly. So the funny thing about that, like the thing I respect about that band is they're very like they see their music too. Yeah. And he got the idea, like, the way he was like, you are not my wife. This is not my house. <laughs> right. He got that from he was watching like a late night uh like one of those mega church things. Yeah, and okay. he was watching the preacher. And he thought, like, there was beauty in that, so that's why he sang it that way. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a funny little anecdote that I love bringing up. Right. But how'd you get into uh,
1: John Mayer? Oh, man. I found... When did
0: that start?
1: How did I get into John Mayer? Big jump from Sweet Child of Mine to uh, Gravity. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, I think my music progression has uh, i don't know how this happened but it went from like 80s rock like my dad's stuff because you know i was a kid and i'm like yeah i want to listen to what my dad thinks because my dad's awesome see my dad listened to gangster rap okay i don't know
0: how (laughs) i I, you know okay quick anecdote just sorry to cut you off so the way i found blink 182 is my dad used to throw papers for the denver post yeah and he used to just like see like Shit that people would throw away. And somebody threw away a whole CD case and he went, Ugh, Blink 182, and handed me
1: the CD. Changed my fucking life. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised if he oh, if yeah. he was like, This sucks, and he gives it to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's kind of And funny. then he took
0: me to my first Blink 182 concert. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It
1: tables turn. Anyway. That's so. awesome. No, I, I started with like what my dad listened to. I thought it was awesome. And then I like I wanted to listen to stuff that was a little bit like faster and upbeat. Yeah. And so I don't know how I got into Blink-182. I think I saw like the, like back before viral was a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> they're like, uh, they naked music video. Like oh, what's, what's my, my age again? again? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So I think that was like before the term viral was coined yeah. and like but they were like blowing up on the internet because yeah. of that video specifically like no one wanted or no one has ever made a video of just guys no. running naked in the middle of downtown la no and um so i listened to that and i'm like this is awesome so i got more into that and i I found, love the, all
0: the small things video where yeah. they're making fun of all the boy bands. <laughs> Oh, that's that's one of my favorites for
1: sure. So I think it was like the progression was 80s rock to Green Day. And then from Green Day into the Blink-182 stuff. And then for some reason, I think like it was one of my guitar teachers or something that wanted to show me like a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing. Uh-oh. And I like went down that rabbit hole of just like, Listening to blues, and like, I'm like, this is awesome. This is like really cool guitar stuff, like yeah. really amazing, soulful playing. Yeah, and it like
0: swings, but also has like a staccato to it, like right. it goes, rick, rick, yeah, rick, like know? the
1: Texas twang mixed yeah. with rock and yeah. blues. Oh, yeah, and um, so I started listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then. Obviously as I'm growing up, John Mayer is also progressing as an artist. So what so what year I hear <laughs> what you say this is. This is probably like two thousand thirteen. When 2013. I'm like about to go in So that's Paradise Valley. Right. Yeah, that's so, that era. But that's like when continuum oh, was paper like a
0: doll, dude. Paper fucking Doll. Paper
1: Doll's good. And Ugh. that's when that stuff was being released. Yeah. But that was, like, also when Continuum was, like, starting to get its music legacy. Yeah. Like, it, everyone knew when that album came out. Like, yeah. it was a amazing album. But as time went on, it, it became, like, this, like, timeless album. Like, John Mayer's number one songs are, like, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Gravity, Um... All the songs that I've vultures. Oh, dude, vultures. So okay,
0: another quick anecdote. <laughs> when I would try out drummers, yeah, that was the song I was, was it? to learn because there's like the way Steve Jordan plays. Yeah. is you can't just be like. No,
1: it's not robotic at all. Yeah, right. it's that pocket feel. Yeah, it's you have to know Um, how to play in the pocket and John Mayer oh man all of like if you ever watch his like sorry when I when I listen to an artist I listen to everything and watch all of their interviews
0: (laughs) like every single interview like every single interview like
1: no joke for months I'm like obsessed with one thing and then I'll move on to the next thing and then I'm fully obsessed
0: looking at this is I keep looking at the computer yeah. to make sure it's still recording. I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> That's all. It's not like I'm like. How much time have we got? You're good. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Um. But one of John Mayer's interviews, um, or it's not an interview. He's like teaching at Berklee College of Music. Yep. And he I says know that interview. <laughs> right. He he says like one thing that really makes a drummer like you can go up, you can play all those crazy fills, but like. Also knowing your spot, not necessarily in the mix, but Mm -hmm. just in the terms of your band. You know, like if you're like obviously when you're playing like Blink One Eighty Two stuff, you're gonna have to go full force, one hundred percent. But when you can slow down and really just go, yeah, and really hold that groove, really nice and strong, right? Yeah, and. I have learned so much from that, especially me being a, a band musician, as yeah. in I write, record, do everything myself. Yeah. Um just knowing how things should fit together. Um, because I feel like me as a guitar player, like me growing up, I'm like, I just wanna blow people away with my yeah. guitar playing. You oh, know? Yeah. And like even when I've you're I've been p- <laughs> a
0: showboat my whole life. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Where you're like playing with a band and you're like, I just, I just want to tell people I'm good. Yeah. You know, and you just have that in your head. Like you're, you're, you're performing obviously, but you're just like, I just want to embellish just a little bit more today. Like how hard I've been working. Right. Yeah. But sometimes that's very distracting. And, um, I used to do MDing, which is music directing for, uh, the Red Rocks church thing. And yeah. when I did that, I really had to learn how I should play and yeah. how other people should play.
0: Oh, yeah, because that's definitely, like, playing in a church, like, I've done it mm-hmm. a couple times. Yeah. Like, that, it, it's not about you. No. That's, like, the big thing you got to learn. When, right. Yeah. For me, it was jazz band. That, like, playing in jazz band in yeah. high school, that's what taught me, like, like you're accentuating, like... Yeah, they have drum solos, but like you also accentuate like when you figure out like the s- accents that the saxophone player is doing, you want right. to hit those like, yep. you know what I mean? Like once it becomes not about you, like that's a, I feel like that's a really good musician.
1: It's it's a it's definitely a learning curve, and you have to get to that point. Like if like when you're a musician, there's a point where it's like, okay, I'm done trying to prove myself. I'm here to serve the music and serve the band. And I've said the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, and that's just a place I think every musician gets to at some point.
0: Well, it's also a lot of trust, like trusting that we're all on the same page, like, and really building that, um, like, in the backseaters, like me and Colton and David, like, we, so I was, telling my girlfriend um about when we used to play shows and sometimes we'd hit the bridge and i just stopped playing <laughs> and there was one show we played where i went up and i sat on the monitor and i just looked at everybody and i took a moment yeah and, like they trusted me full force that's awesome that i would let them know when we're coming back right in, you know what i mean or i would just like play with my pedals and stuff right but uh yeah it's there's a lot of trust that goes into playing in a band yeah and trusting that you know we're all on the same page and stuff like that
1: it's funny that you mentioned like the trust thing because um when i played with blueprint um like we we played with uh backing tracks and it was awesome like i loved it because it kept us all like on par with each other yeah. and it kept us all in line like okay here's where we're supposed to be it sounds way better in in-ears than it does live sometimes for though. sure like it you're do, hearing it it in your in-ears yeah. and you're like
0: hell yeah
1: but i wanted that to be like the precursor to what i'm about to say and um i've learned that backing tracks are great but but you need that almost like reflection period as a band and yeah. as an audience one thing like okay so mr. Rogers is one of my biggest influences as a human being that just movie, like
0: I think Tom Hanks really pulled that off really he did well. he yeah. did
1: but mr. Rogers himself is a yeah. big influence on me and a quote he always used to say is um he worked in TV right yeah so he's up like sharing his you know, show, doing all this yeah. stuff. And it's almost the same way like we do as musicians. We go up and we perform and we put out content and we do stuff. Yeah. But his biggest thing is how do we encourage reflection? Like because there's so much noise in this world yeah. with music, podcasts, advertisements, TV yeah. shows. Everyone's trying to sell you something. Well you know that's always been the you know right
0: my goal of my podcast but anyway, yeah. yeah. They're always trying to sell you something.
1: Everyone it's it's everywhere. Yeah. But he's like in T V, how do we encourage reflection? How do we encourage people to really just take some time for silence and being able to just take a breather? And one thing I've noticed in the band thing is a great way to just enjoy the music is to just jam yeah as a band or just to like feel things out so when you said yeah. you take a break from the drums and literally went and sat and you trusted well, your this band this is
0: backseaters so right. i was playing guitar okay yeah so gotcha and i mean even if you're hitting just like uh that wouldn't even be whole notes like just ringing a note yeah. out and hitting like some pedal that like a sustained pedal right and just letting it fucking die. <laughs> uh, that's my biggest thing live yeah. that I love to do is like making it so quiet. Because right. like obviously, you know, when you're on stage, like you can see more than people think you can see. Oh, yeah. So you see people talking. But once you hit that, like you do a bill, 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 bill. And then you drop it to yeah. the quietest thing you can. People go like this. They just
1: turn their head and they're like, huh? Right. They start paying attention and they start. I don't yeah. know. It's just, like, almost like an appreciation moment.
0: Oh, yeah. You Di- know? Dynamics are something I appreciate the fuck out of, for yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, I think Mr. Rogers, too, the, you know, I never really thought about it until just now, but, like, the way he talked and his, like, calm, and it was about reflection, right. thinking about, like, um, yeah, he was big on just life. And He's, I feel like the way he talked was perfect. He, he, like he enunciated everything. Mm-hmm. It was slow.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't know this, but every word he said on his show was scripted. Really? Yeah. So was it scripted by him or somebody else? Him. He wrote the entire thing. He wrote oh, okay. all the music, scripted Ooh. the whole thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> but scripted in the sense that like he cares so much about what, he's trying to say like literally every single word he said was like planned out. But when you watch the show, it's like, this is coming from this man's heart. Like this is coming directly from him. This does not feel scripted at all, but he just cares so much about wording things so well and exactly what he wants to say that he would script the entire show and do it that way
0: and i'm sure it i mean it might be like you know doing a podcast like obviously i make (laughs) notes have i opened this notebook once (laughs) well you you need to have like a a direction (laughs) but i'm sure he went like a little off script like it's good to have like little notes you know what i mean like if he just had someone who had like a big you know whiteboard or whatever that had like the certain bullet points right that's how i do it like i don't Write out every single question. Like sometimes it's just like, I mean, perfect bleeding.
1: Right. I'm not sure if he had it word for word, but he definitely like had a plan for the like sentences he wanted to have in there for sure. Oh yeah,
0: like specific quotes. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And
1: that's been a big influence on me, and it's really made me. That's the
0: coolest fucking thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's rad. So
1: it's really made me reflect on what I do as an artist. And I feel like me putting out, it's been the difference between me putting out like 10 songs versus putting out the three songs I have out right now is because I've really just tried to care about every single word that I'm trying to say. And it reminds me of a quote quote from uh, John Foreman from Switchfoot. His solo stuff, oh, Caroline, yeah, oh, that's so- dude.
0: Oh. so John Foreman, even thinking about it, like gives me chills. Like, yeah. oh,
1: I saw him, I saw Switchfoot live with uh you Colony know? House, the band I was talking yeah. about, and Tyson Motzenbacher was the opening. Act. That one, I don't know. He, he's funny, he's yeah. like, uh. Man, he's awesome. He writes really heartfelt, sad songs, but yeah. on stage, he's the like goofiest guy ever. Yeah. He's like telling jokes the oh, whole yeah. time. That's like
0: Rustin Kelly, like, yeah, it, that dude. So, his whole thing is uh, dirt emo, okay, like it's country ish, but he plays like Blink 182 songs and yeah. like Teenage Dirt Bag. And yeah, <laughs> that's
1: awesome, yeah. <laughs> but uh, John Foreman, he 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 told Tyson Matzenbacher this, yeah. um uh, or Tyson was saying it, that John told him this. And Tyson said, John told me if you're given a microphone, say something important. Oh
0: yeah, for real.
1: And just in the context of how I feel as an artist, how other people feel, you know, like if you're given a microphone or you build that microphone for yourself, make sure to say something important. And, uh, that's, really how i've been feeling about music is just taking it slow and putting out, you know, yeah. one song at a time but making it important to me and making it the way that i want it to be, you know, yeah. instead of just writing a bunch of songs about nothing and putting them out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, i think the whole ep thing
0: definitely is about putting out music fast, but yeah. I think that's why some artists um, have had like big success about just putting out singles. Like yeah. they work on a single, they work really hard. And then they put yeah. out the single in a music video and right. You know what I mean? Do it intentionally. Right. Like a lot of musicians are, well, you know, I don't know if I can speak for them, but I can speak for them. They're not intentional. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And I can
1: only speak for myself. Like
0: catchy is fun. Like, yeah, I, uh, my, uh, uh, the the songs that I've written that are catchy like it's I don't write it thinking like oh yeah people are gonna dig this yeah like it just kind of you, you have to write you know? it for
1: yourself almost oh yeah
0: and that's I mean every single Backseater song I've ever written uh, you know I've shown Jamie my girlfriend yeah. uh, all of them have a story yeah every single one has a story or you know. Yeah, means something. So it's awesome. I, re- I really respect that you're
1: doing, you know, doing it the way you're doing. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, and eventually I want to put out just like a pop song that is about nothing. Like I just want to. Can let I play go. drums on it? Yes. <laughs> like I just want to write a fun song about absolutely nothing because I <laughs> I respect the idea of just writing music for fun. Yes. And. Like, to make a statement about that, of just, like, yeah. I'm going to write a song about absolutely nothing, yeah. and it's just going to be a fun song, that's, that's where I want to be one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the cool thing
0: about, like, pop music, and, like, this goes back to John Mayer, too, like, yeah, you have your body as a wonderland, but mm-hmm. also he can, you know... He can do whatever he wants with that song live. Yeah. You know what I mean? It catches you, you go to the show, and then you really get to see what he's about. Right. Have you ever, like, watched him or seen him with Dead & Company?
1: Yes. I've seen Dead & Company three times, and I've seen John Mayer solo twice. Okay. As in, not solo, but, like, with his John Mayer band and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've seen him once. In 2013. Yeah. At Red Rocks. And
1: then... I love how you remember that I love John Mayer because that's, like, definitely one of the biggest... Yeah. ...people that, you know, helped me get to where I'm at musically. Yeah. I feel like even, you know, you and I had the
0: first podcast we ever did, you yeah. know, when you, you were with Blueprint. Like, the, it, I mean, you and I have stayed friends. Like, we've always talked, like, supported each other's stuff. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dead and Company. I the thing I love because, like, obviously, you know, John Mayer, very tasteful guitar player. Yeah, like watching him play Neon by himself, like he can get into some crazy yeah. fucking shit.
1: Well, like acoustic. not And then singing on top of that, it's oh yeah, so crazy. Well, it's kind of like
0: well real quick anecdote um them playing so i didn't get to see them at red rocks yeah. when they came uh last october mm-hmm. but watching the video of them playing bertha like i love that he like he takes a step back you know what i yeah. mean like he gets the whole band thing too right you know and i think that i think like playing with those guys has really um
1: it's definitely changed um, are not changed, but it's definitely, he's had to learn. And I, I remember watching another, like I said, I watch all of John Mayer's interviews because I was Same. obsessed with him.
0: I love the interview with him <laughs> and
1: Bob Weir. Yeah. Where he
0: talks about how he learned to like,
1: well, there was this one, know. it was literally like, if you try and search for this video, you're not going to find it. Cause it has like 10 views. It's like John Mayer somehow got on some webinar call yeah. with, like two other people and it's like a Zoom meeting and John Mayer's like is it for the Comes a Time podcast is it, it for that podcast? I don't know cuz he's done yeah but he basically said he has to like play in context of Jerry but he doesn't want to be limited uh limited yeah by Jerry Garcia yeah. um he wants to not only like respect Jerry's contribution to the dead but also take it a step further and not just repeat everything Jerry did but play in the context of Jerry and kind of think in the mind of like what would Jerry do in this situation if we were given these chords if he was here right now not
0: something he heard on a live album right not like an
1: imitation of what he did back in the 70s but like if Jerry was here today and next to me playing guitar, like what do we yeah. think he would play? Oh yeah. And uh, I I just thought that was a really cool way to look at it because, you know, there was a point in time where I wanted to be BB King. Yeah. I was like, I want to, I want that exact Gibson, I yeah. want that exact amp, that I want these fire. exact pedals, <laughs> I want to play the thrill is gone every show of my entire life and
0: did you want to sit down and play like him too?
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I get to that age, I would, (laughs) you know, um, there was a point in time and I almost felt like limited by that. Yeah. You know, it it was like, I was so obsessed with, you know, everything he was doing that I wasn't like keeping in mind context for who I am as a player. Yeah. Like the thing is, is like, I'm never going to be B.B. King no matter how hard I try. And you're never going to be B.B. King no matter how hard no, I try. I'm never going to be Travis Barker. <laughs> you're no, never going to be I'm Travis Barker. The- exactly.
0: Because that's why, like, I mean, you got Travis Barker, but then my appreciation for Steve Jordan, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. Uh, but also
1: at the same time, there's only one B.B. King that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. There's only one Jake Cook that's ever lived. And there's only one Jake Cook that there will ever be. Yes. So,
0: you're we, me up right now. <laughs> dude, I'm
1: just saying, like, we're all unique. Yeah. We all have our own voice. We all, like, we can be influenced by people, and yeah. that's amazing. Like, I'm influenced by so many people. Yeah. But at the but. same time, I also need to think about who I am and who I want to be and where yes. I want to go. And it's almost,
0: yeah. do you almost feel like you're, you don't actually like, think about it like you don't like i reflect all the time but yeah. also like i just catch myself because i'm very big on like um like snapshot moments yeah and like when you're like truly happy and everything you right. just like stop and look around like you take a snapshot like absolutely no and
1: and if you think too much i think it's almost hurtful you oh, know yeah. because like here's the thing there's a um I can't remember who said this, but there's something called a happiness paradox. And it's so it's very similar to um, this quote about life. And it's like, if you keep searching for the meaning of life, you're never going to live yourself. No. Because you're so obsessed with finding meaning that you're never going to actually be present and enjoy. And it's the same with happiness. If you keep searching for things that are going to. You know, maybe this will bring me joy. Maybe this will make me happy, you know? And if you're so obsessed with that question, then you're never going to actually enjoy what you're doing right now.
0: No, because you always think you have a hole in you. Yeah, like
1: if I was so focused right now on like, oh, I'm going to be on this guy's podcast tomorrow. Yeah, Like, I'm not going to enjoy this podcast where I'm at with you right now. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what am I going to say here? No, I need to enjoy yeah. where I'm at and exactly do what I'm doing. So, in terms of snapshot, snap, <laughs> snapshot moments. Yeah. You have to be present and you have to be present with yourself. Um absolutely. But I also think reflection is a a big part of you know, figuring out who you want to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, who you wanna be and also like I I I strive to be a better person every day, but like I noticed like that's my goal. Yeah and that's something I've thought about. So it just kinda happens naturally right. like you're talking about, you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to overdo it and be right. fucking annoying about it, <laughs> but <laughs> right. but uh yeah, I totally get what you're saying and I, I love that for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about: moving to California.
1: Moving to California.
0: How how long were you in California again? Uh, and what part of California? Well,
1: I never moved to California. You guys were just there for a while. We visit very frequently. So, oh, I thought you moved to California. Some like, people think that. And yeah. I, I t- usually I just take a lot of pictures while we're there and then sometimes I oh, like yeah, yeah, post yeah. a picture of when yeah. I was there like Read the captions people. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't I guess even I know. fucked up on that one. <laughs> it's all good. Uh no, my fiance grew up there um and she's got so much family out there that we just go visit as well as um Nevada, which is like the Lake Tahoe area, which is, like, yeah, yeah. Nevada and California. Yeah. So They're between like the between the trips to California and the trips to Nevada, like, even when I'm in, like, technically what's Nevada of Lake Tahoe, my phone yeah. thinks I'm in California. Yeah. So even if I, like, post a picture, it'll yeah. say California. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually in Nevada. Um. But, no, we're just there for... Um, We're just there to visit family usually and have a good time. I did, however, before I joined Blueprint, move to Michigan for a year. I feel like
0: that sounds familiar, but you should talk about that.
1: It's okay. It was uh, was a point in time where I, before I moved there, that I worked at a music store, and I was repairing a lot of guitars and guitar amps yeah, and I fell in love with just like working with electronics and playing with it. Yeah. So I got a job um, out in Michigan, and I moved out there for that job doing what was called electronics engineering. But mm-hmm. it was literally just like on an assembly line, soldering like wires all day. And then it yeah. was like, here's one part, finish it. Same part, do it again. Yeah. Same part, do it again. And it was, you know, for me at the age of 18 very ambitious young man yeah, and um, wanting to be a musician and make a big name for myself. Um, that was a very soul-crushing job of I just bet. doing the same repetitive task over and over yeah. again. And now I feel like where I'm at, I feel like that could be very meditative <laughs> and just like yeah. doing the same thing every day. But at 18 years old, it was not the thing for me. Yeah. And as a result of that, I moved back. So it was a very short trip. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: you strike me as the type of person, though, that would, like, you like to work on one guitar at a time. Like, really see the inner workings of it. like see everything about it like you seem like that kind of person as opposed to somebody who just does their one little thing and passes it on well i
1: i find like you have a
0: passion for the fucking guitar like (laughs) thanks man say your uh instagrams real quick or instagram you know just so everybody knows like it's it's something to behold that's for sure
1: yeah and i (laughs) i think i got rid of a lot of those guitar videos um just for the sake I know. I'm sorry. But it's it's for the sake of I mean I'm, people
0: are gonna check out the music anyway yeah. so they'll hear it. Well I have
1: this internal yeah. battle of I don't wanna be an advertisement. And I like it's kinda like the thing about noise and reflection. As we're sitting is, here with the liquid death
0: facing the camera. It's great. <laughs> I I love it.
1: And we have to do what we have to do as artists to, like, get our name out there. And we have to, like, drink our liquid death. Cracking
0: a cold one with the boy. With the boy. With the boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I haven't played any shows. And I haven't released any merch for the sake of I want there to be a need for it. Like, I want people to be like, hey, I want to see you live, yeah. come to my city, and I will come and see you, rather yeah. than me showing up to a city and being like, hey, guys, buy my tickets, come I see my that. show, <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's a
0: hard, oh, yeah, I mean, and especially for, like, bands it's who don't promote enough, Yeah, you know what I mean, because, like, you can, um, you know, you can... Uh, what do they call it? Boost posts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You can select right. cities. Yeah, and I feel like uh, a lot of the artists who are, you know, their main objective is touring. Like they probably target posts to like right. those cities and stuff. And but it's I get wonderful- what you are saying. There's a difference between playing to a thousand people who don't give a shit and like fifty people who desire your music and yeah. want to see you live. Right. So and
1: a. a- Just again, like we're, we live in a society that's so wrapped up in numbers, like whether it's number of streams, views, views, people that come to your show, the amount of money you're making, like numbers are everywhere. Yeah. Like statistics. Right. And that's kind of, I started this project writing love a love song for my fiance.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it started out of this, like. I want to write a song for you and as a present I will put it out and if other Mm -hmm. people like it they can listen to it and that's kind of been my I guess philosophy with writing music in general is like I don't really care how many people like it as long as there's people that you know are impacted by it and that do like it you know even if it's just one person that's like I love your music yeah you know and I'm growing up to the point where it's like, um, I don't need, or I can make a lot more money working than I can playing shows. Yeah. Like, I can work, like, I'm a bartender right now. Like, I can work a night as a bartender and make a lot more money than I can if I went and played a show at, you know, Lost Lake and- Right, <laughs> and then after <laughs> it's all good. I work at uh, yeah. the the Berg House in Castle Pines, so it's like okay. an hour from here. Right on. But um, Road and and that's why I haven't really played shows is because like I one won't be doing it for the money. Yeah. To start, and two, I want people to want to come and see me and yeah. ask to see my shows. Um, And if no one asks, then I probably won't play a show. (laughs) I mean,
0: I feel like a lot of bands do that when they go on tour, too, is they Mm -hmm. like look up local artists and they're like, you know, they really want to put that person on. And
1: promotion's a big thing um, to make it anywhere. So that's kind of where my battle's been. In my head of like, I want to, you know, I obviously want to be a musician. And the more people that listen to me, like will allow me to make more music and it'll allow me to do more things.
0: I can tell you right now, because (laughs) I did a podcast with the dude who does the official Oasis podcast. Yeah. A lot of listeners in the UK. (laughs) So you might get a spike in your streams in well, the UK for sure that's
1: so funny that you mentioned that a lot of people that do listen to me on spotify apple music and yeah. youtube are in the uk specifically
0: oh that's like so i had somebody
1: I, might listen to this and be like
0: i know who the fuck that is <laughs> i'm not
1: joking <laughs> i have more listeners fans whatever you want to call them yeah um friends out in the uk than i do in the states
0: have you ever been like over to the uk
1: i went there on a family vacation once (laughs) but the reason for it i think is um a little tidbit for small bands this is actually a big promotional tool um
0: please share any yeah of those too because we both know that like (laughs) yeah
1: so um on youtube there's a youtuber his name is colin Furs. He's an engineer. He builds, like, so many just amazing devices. Like, he yeah, built, yeah. like, the world's largest real-life size, like, Star Wars fighter machine. And, oh, <laughs> dude, uh, he's built, like, ridiculous, like, catapults. He's built jetpacks. He's built, like, flying bicycles. He's built he's just so many amazing random stuff. Yeah. And currently he's working on this like underground tunnel from his garage to his house. Yeah. He's like, just for fun, um, instead of walking to my house, I'm going to dig this tunnel in the middle of my garage and then come up in my pantry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what he's been working rad. on. But Colin Firth, the reason I brought him up is uh, in the description of all his videos, he's always looking for musicians Yeah, and in all of his videos, um, he plays uh, his listeners' music. So you can just email him your songs, um, and as long as like they're not going to get copyright on YouTube, so I don't I don't allow that on my songs because I want people to enjoy it, listen to it. Um, But you can just send him an email say, "Hey man, I love your videos, and I'm also in a band. So if you like the songs, put them in a video. That'd be awesome." And yeah. he's done that with two of my songs already.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: that's rad. And um, since Switched he's two songs, uh, so not the love song I wrote, but yeah. uh, why do I has been in a video, and um, I think my new song, there's still time, is going to be. Don't to
0: the new song yet? That's okay. Hey, I'm I'm a hundred percent honest about shit. Yeah,
1: no, and honesty is a big thing about. Um My music writing Like if I feel like If there's one word That would sum up The music I want to write It's Honesty Like Uh If you read the lyrics Um To my song Why do I It's like I fall so behind Sometimes I don't know Why I try And that's literally Just me writing About How I Felt at the time Like just really like This is how I feel So I'm gonna write a song About it And um I feel like that's where I want all my future songs to go is, you know, I just want to be able to, like, say, hey, I'm a human and I feel things. And I wrote a song about this feeling. So I think that's
0: also like on the subject of honesty, like that's one of the most disheartening things sometimes about playing shows is Mm -hmm. like getting off stage and someone saying like oh good set bro yeah good set good set good set good job right and it's like it really you get a little disconnected from people well you know what i mean from like other musicians which it's like um there should definitely be more collaborations Yeah. and when i started playing music in denver like they were like band friends, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like bands who would like play together for like multiple shows and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore. Like suitable miss kind of does it. Um, they have, they have some bands that they play with often, but, um, I mean back in, what was it? 2018, 2019 when we were playing shows with blueprint, I mean, yeah, like I, you know, we were friends and stuff like that, but I, uh, I was a little disheartened by the fact that it felt like a competition with everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like, it's it's not a competition. Like, there's there's enough room for all of us. Yeah. Just do your own thing.
1: And that's you know? everything. That's not yeah. just music. That's life in general. Like, yeah. like I said before, there's only one Jake Cook in this entire world, and there's only ever going to be one Jake Cook in this entire world, you know? Yeah. And that's a big thing. That's a very special thing that we all are given a voice and we all can contribute our unique yeah s- voice to the entire world and whether it's music whether it's art whether it's running a business whether it's whatever we all have something to contribute we yeah. all fit on this planet there's room for everybody yeah we all have something a value that no one else can give.
0: Well, yeah. And to bring it back to reflection too, yeah. like if everything's not a competition and like I mean, no matter what you do, whether it's music, stand up comedy, uh, you know, even art, like yeah. painting and shit, like if you're so focused on being better than somebody else, you're not gonna have your true potential for what right. you're doing. And that's why like podcast like
1: yeah I don't know man I just one day I was just like I almost feel like you know competition is such a big part of today that being able to like goes back to the views and like yeah I mean no matter where we go we're comparing ourselves to everybody you know like from I'm I mean I mean you go on Facebook you go on Instagram you go on TikTok, You go on Spotify and look at the number of streams people get. You go on Instagram and look at the number. I mean, Instagram got rid of the like like feature, but you're still comparing yourself to the people in the picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to say I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we all
1: are. I mean, it's part of this world as a human being to look at somebody and compare themselves to where you're at. Yeah. And, you know... In a band, it's the same way. It's, you know, you listen or you see a band play a set. You're like, I can also do that. Let's yeah. see how well they're doing things and maybe I can improve myself by yeah. watching them.
0: Learn from them, ask them right. questions, like truly be excited about right. like, what they're doing, not be like, well, fuck them. I'm going <laughs> to go over here and try and figure it out myself.
1: Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I feel like competition and stuff like that is a great learning tool for yourself. Yeah. But at the same time it's not everything. No. You know? Being the best of the best or trying to beat everybody else, like yeah. there's
0: Well Gary B, do yeah. you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is or Gary B? No, I don't. So he's an entrepreneur and he has like some really good like motivational videos on youtube and stuff okay but like he was like an initial investor in facebook and mm-hmm. uh i mean he talks about missing out in uber um yeah just like seems like he's really big on like empathy too like his values yeah. are very deep but he has a quote where he says instead of trying to tear other people's buildings down uh build Build the tallest building. If you want to have the tallest building, stop trying to, you know, tear everybody else's building down. Right. So, which I think is, yeah, if you just focus on your shit. And I'm I'm also the person, like, whether it's been a job, music, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. I've never been afraid to ask questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ego is... Ooh. It, it,
1: it goes back to elementary school when they say, you know... When you're on a team, yeah, when you're on a (laughs) team of something like you're playing baseball, you're playing football, it's like instead of trying to, you know, tear people down, build them up to where you're at. You know, if they're below you, build them up to where you're at. Yeah. And then learn from the people that are ahead of you and help everybody get to that spot.
0: Oh, yeah. And I know this is going to sound a little silly, Mm -hmm. but. You know how I play Kendama? Yes. Yeah. So going to those meetups. Yeah. It Like there's been multiple times where somebody sees me like working on a trick and they come up and they're like, if you do this, but like the Kendama like, yeah. meetups and stuff, it's all about everybody progressing and everybody helping each other. And, like, That's awesome. Yeah. It's there should be more of that in the in the music scene. For yeah,
1: sure. for sure, man. We're all here to have fun. Yeah, that, I mean, people lose that. They
0: lose yeah. fun and they lose playing. Right. Like just playing, being like, silly.
1: Or doing something solely for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. You know, not like, because you want everybody else to see it. Right. You know? Like not playing guitar because it's cool to play guitar and being in a band and yeah. you want to like have a million streams and be famous and play guitar, but like play guitar for the sake of, of enjoyment. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know? And Kendama, like, that stuff is super cool. Like, yeah. I've seen some videos of you. Like, I'm not sure if you posted it, like, on your story or whatever. Yeah. But, like, well, you're I just started doing moving, all these tricks. Yeah. I started moving
0: everything towards just, like, one channel. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i weirdly but passionate about it.
1: It's... it's <laughs> I mean, it's inspiring to see how much you love this thing just for the sake of how much you love it. Yes. And to go back to Mr. Rogers, he never, like, everyone said, oh, he was such a good teacher. He was such a, like, you know, whatever. Like, Mr. Rogers didn't teach anybody how to do anything. He just loved what he did in front of other people. Like, he had Yo-Yo Ma on his show one time and play cello. And he didn't, like, have Yo-Yo Ma come in and teach kids how to play cello. Like, Yo-Yo Ma came in and played cello and just loved his instrument in front of other people. And that's what inspired all these kids to come and learn and want to learn the cello and it's this idea that like i love a cello like attitude in the sense of like being inspired by something wanting to do something having the attitude to want to do something that can't be taught you know having a good attitude cannot be taught it has to be caught
0: well and also like i mean going back to like what other people think like you know, I didn't care that if anybody saw me bad at Kandama, bad at drums, yeah. bad at guitar, because I was bad at guitar for a very long, yeah. time. you know what I mean? And it's just like, you don't have to. Um, and one thing I've been guilty of my whole life, uh, and I've started to get over recently, is, mm-hmm. you know, that whole mindset of, are you proud of me? Are right. you proud of me? Yeah, Did I do this well? Are you yeah. proud of me? You know what I mean? like." yeah it totally goes back to what you were saying like you know just do it for you also I love being bad at things too and like getting better figuring it out yeah Yeah. like uh, uh, yeah that's that's and the, the a big thing about kendama too is like or you know learning a song on guitar learning a song on drums like that sense of accomplishment yeah it makes you feel like more confident in your whole fucking life yeah, you know what I mean? Like you does. can go out and do things and, right. you know what I mean? You have the confidence of like, I did something really hard yeah. that not a lot of people can do. And, um, you know, it it doesn't have to be like, if you learn a song on drums, like you just go out and like your endorphins,
1: like you radiate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, you yeah. get this like confidence. Like every time I write a song and finish it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is doing it
0: for me because this is my first like in-person podcast since yeah. I broke my foot and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous, you know what I mean? New right. studio, just, uh, yeah, I was a little nervous, but yeah, f- it feels good to start doing the podcast and um, it's cool that you're the first one. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: so happy to be here. so much
0: easier to talk to you than if I would have had like a stranger <laughs> Oh my gosh, and, yeah. So like... So what do you do?
1: So what do you do and where are you from and yeah. how do you do what you do?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think also I the main reason like I don't do headphones is because it seems way more like a conversation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we can kind of hear our voices, mm-hmm. but
1: it's so much more natural to like be oh yeah. on a, you know, yeah. sitting across from each other, Absolutely. looking each other in the eye yeah. and just being present. Rather yeah. than, like, it's almost like playing with in-ears on. Yeah. You know, like, it's great because I can hear myself so well. But, but there's
0: something about hearing the air and, right. like, the monitors. and
1: Definitely. And, like, playing yeah. shows, Um, like, when I played for Red Rocks Church, we all had in-ears. And it was great for that context because oh, we yeah. weren't meant to be center stage. Like, when you play for a yeah. church, it's like...
0: You have to be all on the same fucking page.
1: <laughs> we all have to be on the same page, and it's not about us. Yeah. It's about... You know worship and it's you know in that sense we're not there to perform we're there to just allow a tool for people to encounter God which is awesome Um, but in the sense of like performing with a band like when I did the blueprint stuff yeah We didn't use... I mean, we didn't use in-ears. We used backing tracks. The only person that had in-ears on was our drummer, Taylor, just so he could have the click, and then we all followed Taylor. Um, But... I've definitely noticed that I cut loose a lot more when I just don't have this and I have that connection to everybody else. Like in the room, I don't feel trapped in my headphones. And it's almost the same thing. Like when you walk around in public with your headphones on, you're almost like sending a message to the world. Like, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Like I'm here in my headphones right now and this is my world and this is where I'm going to be and when you're on stage like you want to have that crowd interaction like you're here to like perform for people and to have this music experience with not only the people in the band but everybody else in the room so in the terms of podcast it's i like your setup in the sense that we don't do headphones
0: (laughs) honestly i really like this setup more than the last one Mm -hmm. just because uh we're a lot closer you know what i mean and Um, you have a comfy chair, Yeah, (laughs) but, uh,
1: you might, you might get the budget for another comfy chair one day.
0: That's, that's what I'm working towards. I (laughs) got to get the comfy chair sponsored. Right. That's Um, the, that's the goal. But yeah, I mean, has it felt like an interview at all? Yeah. This has felt like an interview? No, no? not at all.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, you're agreeing that it doesn't feel like. I I agree with you that I don't feel like I'm being interrogated yeah i'm
0: not like running down a list of like yeah i do want to ask you though uh as far as like your plans for the future yeah you know um
1: i've taken it really slow um to start and i think i'm gonna continue that just for my own sake of i recently moved away from my parents house um my fiance and i we got a place together which has been amazing um we're right next to her work, but I haven't had a musical setup um, for like three months. Like I had these three songs done and I put them out and I have no more music ready to go yet. I have, like, 30 songs that are just unfinished sitting on my computer.
0: Dude, you should see that, (laughs) (laughs) It is, ugh.
1: Um, But in the sense of, like, I'm not trying to be an advertisement. I'm not trying to be a whatever. Um, It's created some inconsistency as far as, like, putting out songs. But at the same time, it's felt really natural to just take it slow. Um, and that being said, I don't have any plans for any releases at the moment, but that will definitely change in the future. Yeah. I guess my goals I not to say I don't have goals, but my goals for the year are probably to put out at least two more songs before the year's over.
0: I think this is super positive. Like this whole, like the way we're talking about music is because like, I mean, people are going to hear this and they're going to know how intentional your music is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you just, like, it. if you put it out, that means you fucking did your best on it. You know what I mean? Like, I've felt like that about backseater songs. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, I have... Some unreleased songs that nobody has heard yet, because yeah. like sometimes you have to come back to them at for a later sure. date once you've like maybe discovered a new band or something
1: like that. Absolutely. Like,
0: once you're inspired by that song, and then you can right. like switch the chords around maybe
1: or the beat. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. you like hit this rut as a musician where you're like yeah. you have this song and it's been so amazing. I just cannot write a vocal melody. Yeah. You know, and then oh, you yeah. have to abandon the song for like weeks or months and then come back yeah, to it and be like life. why didn't i have this melody before yeah and i feel like it makes the song so much better when you yeah. can reflect on the things you've already written and yes. come back to it um yeah so i'm just taking it slow um and i really Are going
0: to do any music videos?
1: I've i've done two actually no i've done 3 technically so all my songs have music videos um okay. I don't think I've seen the videos. That's okay. And this whole project has been me from the yeah. beginning. From guitars, drums, bass, synthesizer, vocals, singing yeah. to the point of recording, producing, mixing, and this most recent song I even mastered myself. Really? <laughs> yeah, which I know is kind of like a taboo thing to like record, I mean, mix it's and it's daunting, master
0: it. I think is what it is. Everyone's like, uh, I got to have somebody else master it."
1: Yeah, I, I, I think at producers get so wrapped up in, like, it has to be done this way. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to sound good. Yeah. And same with guitar players. Like, guitar players are like, I have to have that 1957 Tweed Deluxe. Yeah. And through that 57 Stratocaster and yeah. black and not sunburst because it changes the tone. You know, it's Whereas even worse
0: like, than that is the people who are like, well... I need a, um, am thinking of a Marshall half stack right now right. or like orange amps. Those are also, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with orange amps, but like, yeah, like even in, you know, pop punk, people are like, I feel like I need to have this equipment right. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And when I used to tour with if I fail, right. I played <laughs> through an AC 30 yeah.
1: with a Telecaster. Right. I didn't have the I mean what is it, an ESP? There's no right or wrong way to do music. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to make things sound good. You just twist knobs yeah. and eventually it's gonna sound good. You find your and sound. You find it. Yeah. yeah. I mean like there's no right or wrong there's no rule book for music. Like nope. even like if you talk with a music professor, yeah. they're gonna be like, You can play whatever notes you want. Yeah. And that's your music. Yeah, You know, I mean, like, there is structural things that you can learn through music theory and, like, why certain chords work together more than others. But at the end of the day, notes are notes. At the end of the day, guitars are guitars, amps are amps, you know, speakers are speakers. Like, you can make anything work the way you want. And as long as it sounds good to you, that's what matters. And, like... When I write songs, I write the parts I want to write. I mix it the way I think sounds good. I still don't know at all yeah. what I'm doing. I'm just like, sure, we'll put compression <laughs> yeah. on there. Sure, we'll EQ it. Yeah. We'll, that sounds a little harsh up there. We'll yeah. turn that down. Oh, like, yeah. I hear some flubbiness in the bass. We'll cut that out. Like, It's literally just like, what could make this sound cooler? Yeah. And you twist some knobs and then it sounds cooler or it doesn't. And yeah. eventually you just have to let it go. And I feel yeah. like all of my songs are like me obsessing over like this part to yeah. the next part to the next part to the next part. And writing word to word to word to word obsessing over literally everything. Yeah. And then there's a point where it's like it's good enough. Yeah. Like and you, you have, have to-, to take your hands off of it. Yeah. And that's a big part that I feel like a lot of musicians can't get to. Or especially me, I'm speaking from my own experiences, like there's been times where I'll like write a really good song in retrospect. Yeah. But I never put it out and I'm like, Why didn't I? It sounds amazing the way it is. Yeah. It's because we get so obsessive, especially over our own art, or I do specifically, where it's like I there's a point in time where I have to just take my hands off yeah. and just press the send button.
0: Yeah. Because you feel like you have to keep coming back to it. Because if you right. keep doing that, it gets and it gets better, and yeah, you better, think it's gonna be and better. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this sounds nothing like that oh. initial like spark that I had. Right. I've done that a lot, where mm-hmm. like I have an initial spark for a song, and I start recording it, doing all the things, and then I like put a lead line on it, and then I come back to it and I compress it, and I, blah, yeah, and I go, this is not what it sounded like. The initial spark, like, right. sometimes you gotta just hit that spark and yeah. fucking let it fly.
1: <laughs> right. You know? and, and I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason, and uh, that's a big, like, you know, another learning curve that musicians have to make is, like, you know, sometimes the first take didn't go. Like, maybe there was, like, a knock in the background, or the AC unit kicks on, or, yeah. like, you hear some weird noise, but, like, the energy and the like the feel of that one take is so special that you just have to use it
0: absolutely you know
1: and instead of deleting it just because oh that kicked on or oh my mic wasn't plugged in properly it's like that's what music's about is finding that spot where it is just so perfect the way you want it to be yeah we're not worrying about anything else just worrying about the song and taking a step back and like like i mean
0: like like listening to like making the music that's not in your library yet
1: right you know what i mean and caring to the point of not caring like caring about your song so much because you want it to be good but also not caring in the sense that like you know, I'm not gonna let the the AC unit kicking on while I'm recording yeah. stop me from putting this song out. Fuck it, turn up the just, AC right, unit. make like it that weird. That microphone. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, another one of the artists I've been obsessing over recently because I don't listen yeah. to artists I obsess over them is Mac DeMarco. And that
0: name sounds really familiar.
1: He's just like this indie guy that yeah. he he's he's very similar to. I guess what I do in the sense that he, you know, writes all his music, records all his music, but yeah. he uses, like, tape machines and, like, oh, really yeah. He goes good, hard on that indie Like, stuff. he's not on Logic yeah. Pro. He's not on Pro Tools. He's, like, mixing with an analog console type of Cutting indie. Cutting the tape. <laughs> right. But that's what he wants to do, and yeah. he's going to make it work that way. And I don't have the budget to do that. Would I like to do that? Yeah. Sure. Maybe. I'd Absolutely. like to try it. Yeah. But, um, no, that's what he does. And he will literally, like, he wrote a song called Here Comes the Cowboy. And it's four and a half minutes of just, like, two chords. And him saying, here comes the cowboy. Just over and over for four and a half minutes. And it's like... There's something to be said about that, (laughs) like literally just vibing over this one sentence of here comes the cowboy in two chords and just rolling with it and caring about the song enough to write it and Mm -hmm. put it out, but also not caring enough about what people think, because that's not going to be a song that like gets thrown everywhere that's gonna go crazy yeah. it's like it's a song called here comes the cowboy that's the only lyric in the song and there's only two chords in the song
0: yeah <laughs> the only one i can relate it to is uh, tom waits i want you like he has yeah i think he has like one verse but uh, i mean it just basically for almost two minutes it repeats yeah. all i want is you yeah you, you.
1: And there's something so, special about yeah. just, like, really appreciating that vibe. Yeah. And just rolling with it for four minutes. Because, I mean, <laughs> if they
0: repeat that, it, it meant something to them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, here comes the cowboy. Like, yeah, he might have had, like, something. Is, like, I love, yeah. like, westerns and stuff right. like that. But so. also, at the
1: same time, it could mean nothing.
0: Yeah. Like but he cared enough he, so he cared
1: enough to write the song yeah. but he doesn't care enough to like maybe think too deep about it, was it, for him or, for it he sure. he he literally yeah. wrote that song for himself i don't see any yeah. other way that could have happened oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. so all right well do you have uh what's your biggest piece of
0: advice i feel like this you know the podcast is really about advice and passion and everything like that but sure Um, what's your biggest piece of advice that you would give people?
1: Oh man. Take a break. Yeah. Like literally just breathe. Yeah. Like spend time with yourself. The biggest advice I've had to learn is like how to be comfortable just being and like living a normal life. Like I live in a two bedroom apartment and go to work and go to school and it's nothing special. It's nothing Instagrammable. Yeah. But it's real life. And there's joy to be found in that. Yeah. And that there, you can enjoy going and getting a coffee. You can enjoy yeah. brushing your teeth in the morning. You can enjoy making your bed. Like, life doesn't have to be this big facade of trying to compete with others and trying to get a new car and trying to work on something. Like, yeah, just enjoy where you're at. Enjoy the small things. And take a breather. Yeah. Like, put your phone down for a minute. Definitely. Be with yourself. Don't turn on the TV. Literally yeah. just hang out, spend time with yourself, and then go ahead and start your day. Yeah, And that's a great, I think that's something I did this morning of like, I'm going to chill out, hang out with myself, and then I'm going to come and do this podcast.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, and,
1: yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. I I really like that. I mean, that's one thing I've learned because my new direction is just like, drums in the podcast yeah that's I mean backseaters I have plans for doing a really big like farewell show at the summit nice yeah so um but also like when I broke my foot and even you know uh yeah it took a lot of time to because I was Jake Cook of the backseaters yeah I was Jake Cook the musician and then it's like maybe maybe i'm just me sometimes you know i mean and sitting with that not a lot of people want to sit with that they want to associate themselves like i'm a mom i'm this i'm that it's like no you're just yourself
1: we all have accomplishments yeah and but our accomplishments in part make us who we are but they're not they're such a small part of who we are yeah like i could go like i got my associate's degree. I'm going for my bachelor's degree. I might go further. But that is such a little part of who I am. And same with guitar. Like guitar it's like it's something I did growing up. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love to play guitar. But it's like this is how much guitar is in my life compared to how big my life is. Yeah. Like I'm a fiance. I'm a brother. I'm a bartender. I'm Like I wear, we all wear so many different hats and we all are so much more than just a musician and we're all so much more than just a drummer or just a bartender or just a guy with a high school degree or whatever. Like we're, we're all so much more than that. Like we're all human beings and Wash Park is like, I guess a persona of mine, but it's not... Yeah. All of me. It's, yeah. you know, these are the songs I write when I feel insecure. These are the songs I write when I feel happy. These are the songs I write when I feel in love. Like, these yeah. are the songs I, I write, and I write them about these feelings. But I, I these songs aren't my life. These songs mm-hmm. are about my life. Yeah. Taking a
0: step back from what you do to appreciate who you are.
1: Yeah. And, sure. and just being comfortable yeah. that... And not limiting yourself to only being a musician. Yeah. Like, yeah, be a good musician, but also be a good friend. Also be a good yeah. husband. Also yeah. be a good dad. Also be a good bartender. Whatever you do, do your yeah. best at it. And Def- I, uh, that's yeah. probably
0: like <laughs> taking a step back and that right there doing everything you're going to do. Like if you're going to do something
1: like you're going to be a dad, be the best fucking dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I really, I, yeah. Right. And with Instagram, it's like, okay, sure. We have to have these channels of this is me when I'm in a podcast. Yeah. This is me when I'm a musician. Yeah. But there's also just the me. Yeah. That's in life. Like the me that goes and gets coffee. Yeah. The me that goes and sits on the light rail to go to school. Yeah. (laughs) It's all the same person. It's, but we all like, we're so wrapped up in, this is what I do. This is what I'm special at. That we make it almost our entire personality when it doesn't have to be. Yeah. We can we can enjoy other things. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> right on, man. Well, um, tell everybody where they can find uh, your music and you and everything they want to yeah. see here, listen to everything they are going to see hear and listen to
1: cool yeah so i'm on every streaming platform whether it's spotify apple music youtube
0: is it uh three separate words or one word
1: uh it's two words wash park but if oh, you okay. look me up on uh um like instagram or facebook my yeah. handle is wash park music okay that's what it is so okay. yeah look it up there if you like it you like it if you don't you don't, and if you're indifferent, you're if you indifferent. you don't like it, you're a dick. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: um, Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks and, for having uh, me. What song? what song are we going to play at the end of this? Ooh, we should probably play Why Do I. Okay.
1: Yeah, because that's, like, yeah. that's the one people come for.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, man. And the song will start playing there. Hell yeah. Sweet.